タチュー本当の自分自信でやった Hello, and welcome to Journey Through the Decadence, a counter-writer retrospector through the lens of Decade, where I'm Garrett. And I'm Chris. Eben betrayed us horribly and is now working for the enemy. He, he's、oh. kidnapped our editor. He was still going to edit this somehow. But, and,、uh, yeah, we, we've got, we're going to have to find them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they joined the sustainable happiness organization with computational <laughs> knowledge embedded remodeling. <laughs> Uh, everyone's super hyped about the new、uh, Shin Kamen Rider. It does look pretty cool. It is the best tech bro, like, evil corporation acronym I've seen in a while. I have not watched, like, the trailers for it or anything. What is the. Like, have they told us anything about what Shocker is doing in the new. is gonna be doing in the new version? I mean. I, I assume they're just gonna be Nazis and they're gonna make a cyborg and the cyborg's gonna kill the Nazis. <laughs> right, right. I mean, they, they do. Their acronym does imply that they also want to, like, make everyone happy or something, though, so. Yeah, but, like, happiness through the way of, like, control. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if it's gonna be, like, is this, like, a.、Uh... Like a fascism, if no one knows of any alternatives, then there won't be, then nobody will be unhappy thing. I would assume so. Yeah.、Uh, but everyone has cool leather coats.、Uh, that's the most important thing, because it looks really neat. That's debatable, because they did that in the first, too, and, like, the first was only okay. The first what? Common Rider, the first. It's one of the movies that's, like, its own thing. Oh, I, I haven't seen that one. Like, te- like, technically, there's like an English release for it. Like, back when Netflix did like DVDs, I, I like rented the DVD movie and watched it. Hmm. It was a long time ago. I don't remember much about it. You know, I've heard that the,、uh, the anime Skull Man is supposed to be based on Ishinomori's like original plans for Kamen Rider 2. I've been meaning to get around to watching that. That's fair. Uh, I have continued to not watch anything because、uh, I'm, I'm a fake weeb.、Uh, we're watching Spy X Family this season, which has been pretty fun. I like that show. So, like, the, the current like, hotness of the week? Yeah, it does, it does seem like that one's really caught on with people. It's pretty cute. That's what I've heard. And that everybody's thirsty for Yor. e Yeah, yeah. Everyone's super horny for Yor. e But, but, well, the girls are thirsty for your and the guy. I think, I think that's the only difference.、Uh, Lloyd is pretty hot, yeah, if,、uh, if you like that sort of thing. Also, Healer Girl? Healer Girl has been fun. It's set in an alternate universe where singing to people is like a third branch of medicine. They present it as a third branch of medicine along with Eastern and Western medicine. And yeah, it's just something you can practice at, and then healing people by singing at them is a thing you can do. Huh. It is a, it is a musical, so like, that's actually kind of cool. You don't see that very often. Huh. But yeah, it's been pretty good so far. It's animated really well, and the character designs are good. One day I'll watch anime again, I swear. Probably, maybe. <laughs> 
Well, I'm a supposed fan. I mean, I'm going to a convention this upcoming week, but oh yeah, yeah, ASIN. Yeah, we will uh, all or be there. Or this this upcoming week at time of recording. Yeah, we'll be done with it by the time this by the time by a week from now. That's true. Uh, so so I should probably watch some anime at some point. So like so like I can pass like the the nerd credit check. We'll put on some anime while we're there. That's yeah. There fun. are actually two fate movies that me and Rachel have not watched. Okay, I, I can, I'll fall asleep to one of them. <laughs> yeah, we tried to put on the good ones last time, so I don't quite recall that. Uh, the we, I believe we were gonna watch the first of the Heaven's Field trilogy. You 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 did. Yeah. Then everyone was, fell asleep while we, while we it put it on. Definitely on, and it was definitely over at some point. So, <laughs> uh, we watched Gunbuster though. Gunbuster is good. Bro, had you guys never seen Gunbuster before? No, I have never seen Gunbuster oh, before that. Gunbuster kicks fucking ass. Yeah, Gunbuster, real good. We should watch Diebuster this year then. You you keep threatening that. Diebuster is great, actually. I don't know why you would see that as a threat. Like, it's one of my favorite shows ever. I don't know. I feel like it's a threat somehow. Like, it, it's probably fine. It's really good. I mean... Like, like the like first a... show is really heavily inspired by the creative vision of Hideaki Anno, and the second... And Die Buster is really heavily by the creative vision of, um... Fuck, I forget the name of the guy who directed Fooly Cooly. Uh, I don't remember either um, i i'm fuck i can't remember his name off the top of my head it's the guy who directed fully equally <laughs> yeah but so like i respect you and you're a very good friend but um our, our tastes of things that we like don't match up quite often so. yeah no kidding mr morbius <sighs> okay I'm, I'm not saying morbius is good i'm saying it was fine <laughs> Well, it doesn't help that you're also bad at explaining why you don't like something. I can sometimes explain why I don't like something. Uh, but not Blade, because it's pretty good. Yeah, Boom, yeah. Segway, nailed it. These two episodes of Blades were pretty engaging, pretty cool. Um, yeah, we watched episodes three and four, entitled Their Secret, dot dot dot, and um, Immortality's Mysteries. I feel like the only element of them that isn't really working for me is Kamen Rider Blade himself. Uh, he basically has spent the entire first four episodes throwing a huge temper tantrum. Yeah. I'm kind of done, uh, done with it. You know who's awesome, though? <laughs> Chalice. Uh, Chalice is pretty cool. Um, um, also, yeah. I feel like this is the first show in, the while, in, in a while where I can like tell you like what like the, the macro plot is. <laughs> they do feel like they want us to follow what is happening, yes. Like, I feel like we have established, like, like there's undead, there's 53 of them, they were sealed, they're no longer sealed, we need to seal them again. They, Yeah, they explain the backstory, which actually sounds incredibly complicated, there's like a lot of, uh, a lot of room to expand on this, but in this, these two episodes they introduce that... Humanity was one of um, 52, um, like, 
species, basically, that were vying for control of the world at one point. It was and 53, specifically. I did write it down. It is 53. I'm pretty sure that's important later. Because, like, a deck of cards is 52. 52, yeah. And then I think, like, the double joker thing is the 53rd card. Oh, okay. Okay, that would or, make sense. Or the movie's called Missing Ace, which is the 53rd card. Um, I don't quite actually remember. Uh, well, all four aces are included in the the 52 cards, so... But yeah, without Joker's a card deck is 52, so conceivably. Oh, okay, well then, Joker. But then the, there's double Jokers. Yeah, that would be 54. But I guess if a double Joker, maybe that's counting both Jokers as one card. But oh, what, man, whatever. The, the movie is called Common Rider Blade Missing Ace. See, I knew I remember that correctly. Cool. But yeah, okay, so there was a bunch of different species, apparently of equally valid life forms that were vying for control of the Earth at one point. And humanity won and sealed the rest of them away at a, some conflict before recorded history. And now they're, they've been unsealed, they're starting to wake up, and they don't like how we're doing things, so they've decided they're going to murder everybody. <laughs> and uh, so they're just rerunning an ancient conflict, basically, is the metaplot so far. Yeah. Well, I think the metaplot... It's like, they got, like, unsealed, and, like, the undead are like, you guys are evolving in the way we think is incorrect, so, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna kill you now. Right. They haven't, I, they haven't explained what they think is incorrect yet, so yeah. presumably we'll get into that. I'm guessing it has something to do with technology versus, like, naturalism or something. Maybe? Since uh, they all have, like, weird belts as part of their physical forms, but humans have to, like, build them out of tech parts. I want to argue that, but I don't want to necessarily spoil it. I mean, it's just a speculation. I'm not saying that's what the show's about. It just I They also... haven't actually said what it's about yet. I also don't remember if it was already covered about Chalice... Hey, we'll come back to that later. Yeah, we, um, yeah, I'm a little unclear on if Chalice's system is something that he just has naturally, or is he close to a human because he can disguise himself as one, or what? Yeah, that was the thing I didn't remember. I didn't remember if like it was established that Chalice is an undead. No, they've. I mean, yeah, he's blood green several times now. So. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Cool. We we know he's an undead. And, like, his, like, writer system is, like, kind of fancy tech-looking. It isn't necessarily, like, a biological-looking thing. Yeah, uh, I don't... They haven't introduced where he got it from, or if he just, like, grew it or something. But, uh, presumably that'll be addressed at some later point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, like, that's a way better understanding of what's going on than we ever had in Kiva, where they were just like, there are Fangires, go fight them. Or uh, um, in Ryuki, where there's like, there's mirror monsters, they're going to try to eat you, go fight them. Oh, now there's a writer war, go fight that too. Like, we knew there was a writer war, but we didn't know anything that was going on with it till like, the very end. (laughs) They literally did not tell us what the writer war was about until the end of the show. So yeah, this, I feel like I have a better understanding of what, like, our, our goal is. And the episodes are moving us towards said goal. Yeah. There are stakes and themes established early on that can play out over the course of the show. 
which is I I uh, I think I said like that's what I really liked about Zio because like they established that stuff in the first episode. <laughs> so they're de- that's I, true. I, I'm like that. I like that they are they're getting this stuff out early on in Blade. I guess technically they kind of do that in Decade Two in like a very abstract sense. I mean, I still don't really know what's at stake in in Decade, honestly. <laughs> I mean, well, like Kiva came in and was like, "Hey, all the worlds are converging. Go to the worlds and stop it." Right, and but then... it's not it's not clear if Kiva's like a reliable character when he says that it's not clear if we can trust him when he says that (laughs) so kind of over like the the overarching story of what we have watched of decades so far has just been like um kagami is that his name sukasa sukasa yes sukasa (laughs) i got a i got it mixed up with the other name of the character from lucky star there's kagami sukasa Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Man, but yeah, back. Su- yeah, I know. Um, but Sukasa's—it's just kind of about him, like trying to find himself. So far, is mostly what the show's been about. On this weird sliders-like romp across the multiverse, sliders is also like a really uh, quite the timestamp. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm old, and I know old things. Okay, so, so, wow, we really went deep for a while that, there. Okay. That's fine. That can get cut up, and that that's like an extra episode at some point. <laughs> All right, I feel like we got to talk about this episode three. Okay, so Blade 3 opens basically the same place where episode two closed. Uh, they are looking at a projection of the comatose body of the chief coming out of the computer, and, um, God, I've forgotten all the characters' names. Uh, Kamen Rider Blade is yelling at the lady... Uh, what's her name? Um, good question. Um, in my notes, it is Bored Lady. <laughs> uh, it's Cap... It's, um... Yoshito uh, Hirose. And, like, I feel like we have... Nope, that's her dad. Never mind. Um, uh, Kotaro... Or, no, Shiori Hirose. Shiori, right. Shiori sounds correct. That's what her name is. Well, I hope it is. I'm on the wiki and I clicked the page. Um, Yeah, so she, uh, yeah, Conrader Blade is yelling at Shiori, like, uh, figure out stuff. And she's like, "Um, I'm trying, but there's like the the rest of the information is password locked. uh, So I, I can't really do anything else at this point. I've been trying to figure out what the password is. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to figure out what the password is. Um, we cut to Gurren, who's trying to, like, wake the chief up. And uh, he's probably dying or something. Everybody's probably an undead. That's a note I made. That's my hot take, is everybody's probably an undead. Presumably except for Gurren and Blade. Uh, I, they might have been injected with undead stuff. Oh, you think they might be undead now? They could be. I guess it's possible. It does seem... Like, the chief wouldn't be undead, though? Because why would he... I don't know. Yeah, like, maybe... But, like, he does, like, weird, like, psychic, like, projections of his body and stuff. Right, right. But, like, why Why would he, like, create this whole organization to beat the other undead if he was, like, on their side? I don't know. I, I, neither do I. Um, but Chief wants to get in contact with 
uh, Shiori, and then she's just like, ah, passwords. Yeah, um, I guess he's, like, psychically reaching out to her or something. We'll find that out later, I think. Yeah. But, uh, um, also, do you know what's becoming a common theme in these common Rider shows? Um, people dying from using the ride system? Um, well, also, yes, but I was gonna say media suppression. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that has come up a lot. It does seem like, uh... <sighs> I don't know, it does seem a little weird to me that they just usually toss that off in a line or two. Like, that's not a major component of the setting if they're suppressing the fact that there are monsters attacking killing, killing people. But Because, like, uh, I mean, like, it happened in Kuga. Kind of. I'm gonna count it. I guess I don't know a lot about Japan's journalism environment. Do they have, like, a different sense of journalistic ethics over there about... Oh, I don't know. Don't ask me questions like that. Yeah, that's like a... That's one of those... This is a question for an expert rather than a fan. Um, it happened in Ryuki, kind of. And it happened here. I don't know. Just a theme I picked up on. Yeah, you're right. Um, that is true. Um, Chalice is brooding, and he's like, ah, all these humans fucking suck. <laughs> and then, uh, like, the daughter is like, you know, even if you were a monster, you'd be pretty cool. <laughs> he's like, I'd like you more than my uncle, even if you were a weird monster. And he's like, man, you also, like, you remind me of my dad. And then, in my notes, I'm like, Chalice is like, oh, fuck, I killed your dad, didn't I? <laughs> um, we get a flashback, um... Uh, jury's still out on if he did or not. I mean, it seems pretty likely to me, but... but I don't know like, why... He... But, like, why then would he, like, get, like give him the picture of, like, his family? Maybe he just found him or something when he was yeah. dying? That's what it seemed like. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I, we should probably explain this. Because there, uh, Chalice has a flashback to, like, standing in a snowstorm and he's just wearing, like, a t-shirt, basically. Well, he was, like, transformed and then he, like, untransforms... Yeah, um, but yeah, he's just wearing normal clothes, but is not dying from the blizzard. Uh, there is a guy who is hiking through the snow who apparently is dying from the cold, apparently. It's not entirely clear, but he, like, dramatically holds out a picture of the family that runs this cafe. And, like, they were his family, is the implication. Like, th this was, like, yeah. Chalice is now living in his room. Uh, yeah. But yeah, he gave Chalice the picture and died, and that's all we know for now. Yeah, this flashback happens... Oh no, it does happen right here. Never mind. I thought it happened later, but it happened there. No, yeah, um, it happened there. Uh, he also sees a vision of a weird deer monster. Yeah, and... he has, like, monster sense. Yeah, He's like, don't call... He says, don't call for me. Like, the monster's reaching out to him to have a fight or something. Yeah, he's just like, I don't want to fight. Yeah, um, he's just not in the mood for that. Meanwhile... Oh, there's, a, there's a lot of visions in this episode. We didn't mention that Gurin also has a vision about, um, like, dissolving. And he's, yeah. he's doing the tuberculosis cough thing where he's like, oh, I'm dying for, uh, you know, reasons. Well, and then there's the one point, there's the, I'm, I'm calling it the Hulk vision, where, like, <laughs> they're, like, in, like, the void with, like, a storm and stuff, yeah. and, and you start to turn green. And yeah, yeah. Other... I also thought of the Incredible Hulk. 
Um, speaking of our good friend Gurren, whose name I actually remember is Tachibana, um, he went to his, like, doctor girlfriend friend to get, like, checked out, and she's like, you're fine, my dude. Yeah, because apparently he doesn't, um, have a house or something? I'm a little unclear on that. Um, yeah, so he kind of just, like, goes there and, like, sleeps there because he feels safe there. I think she has, like, a local clinic and he just kind of, like, crashes in her office. Yeah, it he sounds like... it's the only place he feels relaxed. Yeah, it seems like they went to, like, school together or whatever. Um, and then, uh, Hirosei, or, yeah, or Shiori is just, like, typing in passwords all all night. And I'm then... actually, uh, like, the doctor character that Tachibana interacts with, um, she seems really interesting. Like, she's very, like, caring, but also, I don't know, she just seems to have a lot of, like, emotional depth to her. I hope they don't just use her as, like, a damsel in distress. Like, I would love to see her interact with the rest of the cast more. She seems cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll find out about that later on. Uh, Milk Guy brings um, Blade and Board Lady steak for breakfast. <laughs> um, so, like, the, the one thing I don't like about these episodes is fucking this guy. <laughs> See, at this point, I like Milk Guy more than than Blade. I mean, so, at least he's not randomly yelling at people about I, stuff. I guess, but like, his name's Kotaro. I'm probably I'm gonna forget it every time, but I'm not a fan. Um, anyway, uh, she's like, "Hey, I figured out like the it's a two word password. The first word's double, and the second word is J. And I'm like, "Oh, it's Joker, isn't it? And yeah, types of Joker." Mean, we're already think about we're already thinking about card decks, so Joker is the first thing that my mind went to. Also, <laughs> or conspiracy brain theory, it's actually a common writer double reference years before double happened. <laughs> uh, that seems like a stretch, but oh yeah, I guess double Joker is like his first first form, isn't it? Uh, it's Cyclone Joker. Cyclone Joker. Okay. Um, but Joker is is like the base memory of Shotaro. I mean, technically, there well, there there is a double Joker form, and there's just the Joker form. Okay, well, and it's neither here nor there. We don't have time to go over all the lore of Kamen Rider Double. Oh man, I I hope we do later when the anime comes out. Uh, wait, they're doing an anime of Double? Is that yeah, happening? Of, they're doing the anime of the Double manga specifically. Huh. Which has some cool shit in it. That does sound interesting. I still need to watch Dynasty on, by the way. Uh, I watched, like, the first couple episodes. It was good. I need to finish it. Like, Gridman just real good, though. Yeah, Gridman was awesome, so I'm actually, like, uh, I need to go back and watch Dynasty on. Um, anyway. Um, and then, so there's an undead, but the password works, so that's cool. And Gurren's like, I don't know why... Uh, my body's failing me, but I feel like if I fight, that's gonna help. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what that... I mean, maybe powering up the ride system with more of the sealed cards is gonna keep him alive or something? Maybe. Um, we don't know. This is where the chief gives the plot dump about the 33 types. There's a war. Humans won. They sealed. Um, and then unsealed. Humans not the correct evolution path. Writer system is made to reseal the undead, and it's probably the chief's fault. 
yeah, he says that he accepts responsibility for it, which is not actually very clarifying, so. And then um, the signal's gone uh, with the chief. A blade yells at uh, Kotaro, and he's like, why did you make him expose about the plot? We needed to find him. Yeah, he's like, stop trying to understand the lore. I want to do stuff. And, like, what? maybe it's Gurren's fault, but they have to go find the chief. Uh, the undead gets away. Gurren was fighting it. And Gurren leaves. Um, the, like, the Blade trio. So, like, Blade, Kataro, and Shiori go to an old board building. Um, they talk about how Blade was scouted to be a writer. Um, Gurren was the first writer, but um, they thought... I, the I love the dunk that Kotaro does of, like, if they were scouting someone specifically to do this, why didn't they scout someone better? They did do that. <laughs> it was pretty good. I'm like, yeah, kinda. Um, that was my next note, is Milk Guy's really tossing shade. <laughs> yeah, he's tossing a lot of shade for an unemployed uh, potential author. Yep. Um, yeah, but they talk about how Gurren was the first, and the chief thought one wasn't enough. And then, like, now the undead signal's picked up by the trio, but it wasn't before, um, because TV show. <laughs> um, there is... They go to, like, chase um, the his milk guy's car, the swan, he calls it, broke down, so they don't get to go. Um, we get a sweet-ass bike engine with Blade. Oh, yeah, that one's pretty cool. Um, I actually like the monster a lot that uh, Gurren is fighting in the this uh, in-between scenes. It's the deer monster that Chalice saw in the vision, and uh, it's got a pretty cool design. Yeah. It also is like wrecking shop on all of these common Riders for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, we get a clean Gurren henchin for the first time. Um, I thought that Snow Fight was very interesting. That's not, like, a scenery thing we get a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, Snow is, uh, a good, good visual. I feel like the only other time that, like, I can, uh, I can recall it is, um, the finale of Kuga. Right, and then it was just kind of falling snow. It wasn't, like, a bunch of snow on the ground. Right. Um. I mean, you probably, it's probably gonna complicate things if you're for suit acting, because it's yeah. going to get everything wet. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they do water fights sometimes, so clearly they have a team, like, they can maintain the suits through being, uh, having liquid on them, but... Mm -hmm. Still, like, a lot of things can go wrong filming in the snow. Makes sense. So... It certainly makes, uh... <laughs> it certainly makes shooting a little bit harder, because, uh, your cameras kind of constantly be telling you that things are too bright. Mm, yeah. So, um, so Gurren's fighting, Blade shows up, Blade starts fighting, and then Chalice is, like, watching, and it's like, ha ha, you humans suck. Um, Gurren gets, like, his gun hand messed up, and Blade uh, is like, oh no. I thought, I thought his arm got fucking chopped off for a minute here. Oh, uh, maybe that too, but, like, it got shot. Right, but it, like, the way the graphic, the, the way that, the, the way they make it look on the show, like, it gets seriously messed up like uh they there's a lot of sparks on on his like front right forearm and the sparks kind of blot out his arm for a second so it looks like his arm just got straight blown off for a second i guess that's fair 
Uh, it did not. It just got seriously messed up. Yeah. And then and then Blade is like, oh no, my friend who's a betrayer, actually. And then he uses um, the kick card and does a kick. He does a kick to beat him, yeah. Yeah, look, yeah. look at uh, like 17 minutes, 14 seconds here. There's a bit where there's like something flying through the air and the sparks are covering up Gurren's forearm. So it kind of looks like his arm just got knocked off. It's just him dropping the gun, uh, but it yeah, looks it like does... his arm. Well, I mean, it just kind of looks like his wrist is just like on fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we get to see Blade do a kick. This isn't... Technically, it's not the signature Blade kick that's portrayed in, like, games and media yet. It's a little underwhelming, yeah. So... Uh, he slashes, uh... Like, he hits him with a sword and knocks off one of his antlers first. Yeah. So, like, like the true kick... I who, mm, Now I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't know if, if what I'm going to say is correct. But I believe the true blade kick is um, the lightning card, which he gets from this guy, and the kick card is is his like quote unquote like writer kick. Yeah, I was I was gonna be like I thought that they don't they have to play multiple cards to use their real specials, don't they? And he hasn't done that yet. Uh, Chalice also has like a a voiceover internal monologue here where he says, "I guess their strength only comes out when they have someone to love and protect." It, yeah, uh, implying a lot about Blade and Tachibana's relationship here. Yep, it, it, it's very much like ah humans, and then Blade's like the power of friendship, and Chalice is like, oh, they're getting better. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but like five seconds after that, Blade's like, oh right, I'm mad at you. Is this the part where Tachibana's like the uh, our bodies are fucked up, and your body's gonna get fucked up too? Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, because he detransforms and starts walking away through the snow. Uh, he's clearly severely injured. He's not doing a good job of walking. Um, so yeah, Blade comes over and is like, Hey, what the fuck's going on? Why are you doing evil stuff? And uh, Tachibana's like, I didn't do any evil stuff. That wasn't me. Uh, I also don't want to fight you. I'm just dying and stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I feel like you are not selling the proper Gurren reaction to this, where he just laughs and is like, I'm not telling you shit. It's dumb that you think that way. Um, actually, <laughs> our bodies are disintegrating. Um, you should check into that. Yeah, yeah. He does explain that. Oh, he he's also like, I didn't let the locust go. I was in that weird laser room killing the locusts. And then we see another flashback of him, like, shooting them all. But apparently he missed one or something. Yeah. And and then when they attacked Bored, instead of killing the rest of the locusts, he just went in and got the chief out. Because that was what he was worried about at the time. Yeah. And then, like, Blade also has, like, the Hulk undead shot, too. Yeah, he also has the vision of himself turning green and dissolving. Um, uh, Chalice goes home and, like, there's, like, some pollen that, like, sets a bunch of stuff on fire. Uh, does that happen in this one? I thought that was It does. It, it's, the, it's, like, the, oh, uh, the okay. stinger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I thought this was, like, something nice happening at first. I was like, aw, like, the room is all sparkly and pretty. Because it's got, like, a, a crazy zombie guy in it. And they found his sparkly pretty stuff, but no, it's gonna light everything on fire in a second. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, and that was the first episode. Yeah, it burns all of the dad's photography, so yeah. There's drama oh. there. Oh yeah, and I think I talk about the cards that we capture in this. Um the the monster uh, the card that we got is um 
the Six of Spades, and it is the Thunder Deer card. Yeah, because this guy shoots lightning bolts. So, um, and then the Kick card for Blade is a uh, Kick Locus, which is um, the Five Spade. Filling out those lower cards. Uh, yeah, when he um, when Chalice sees the pollen, he also uh, like has a memory or vision maybe of the monster that does this it seems like he knows this guy but there's there's like a he's kind of like a cross between a cricket and a bat and he's not a cricket bat that's a different thing uh he's a cross between a cricket and a bat and he like spreads dust or something so um just from the name of the card i'm gonna guess it's actually a moth Oh, that would make sense, because they use Moth Dust as a power for Mothra, too, in uh, yeah. the Godzilla series. Um, well, okay. Uh, the monster in this episode is um, the Eight of Hearts, and it's the Reflect Moth card. Okay, so Moth. Got it. I really love that just, like, all these cards are just fucking um, Mega Man X-like Mavericks. <laughs> that is a good point, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Um, oh man, I hope there's round hacks that just like put in Storm Eagle. I really like those early X games. Yeah, I I played uh, through all of them on the X Legacy Collection. Like the last couple aren't as good as the early ones, but they stay fairly strong throughout. Playing through like five, six, and seven sounds like a rough time. Uh, I actually love five. Like five's probably like my maybe my favorite one in the series. Like uh, five, five is great. Five's so weird with its weird difficulty shit. Uh yeah, and like the weird time thing and the RPG mechanics that aren't extremely clear. But yeah, five is awesome. Uh, six has that weird rescuing the robots mechanic that is kind of comp- makes it not quite as strong. Uh, and seven is when they introduce three D, which. It works okay. I hear 8's like a return to form and kind of is a good send-off for X. Yeah, 8 is decent. I mean, honestly, X5 is like kind of the end of the series and that it would be fine if they had left it at that. That's fair. Uh, like, 2's probably my favorite. 2's really cool. Like, 2... I like how you, like, find Zero's body parts throughout that game. Yeah. That's a fun little side quest. I just like to... I don't know. It's it's probably because the one I grew up with more. I only played the first one on the Super Nintendo, but when I went back and played the second one, like, the boss arenas are a lot bigger and more varied. Like, they've got a lot more difference in strategies to beat the bosses. I feel like 2 has, like, a better, like, Maverick boss variety. That's probably true. I mean, Mm, one's real solid. I don't know if, like, better, but, like, I don't know. I just think they're more interesting in 2. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the first the the Mega Man X one bosses are generally pretty great, but yeah, a few of them are. I don't know. Like Spark Mandrel is not that memorable. Yeah. Uh. Do you Steam know who Kami- is? Do you know who is memorable? Wheel Gator. <laughs> wheel Gator is pretty great, actually. Oh man, the wheel is such a. The wheel is probably like my favorite weapon in that game. Is the is the weird Roadrunner guy in two or is that three? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's in two. The ostrich overdrive yeah. ostrich overdrive ostrich. Yeah, I, I remember liking him a lot. That's I where you that. get um the 
uh, the air dash capsule. It's at the end of the stage. You have to take the speeder bike, and instead of going the top path, which is where the heart container is, you just take the normal path, do the jump, and then you have to use the, the boost wheel. at the exact right time. Well, no, I've, you can use the wheel to cut through the the wall to get to it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I for, I forgot that that's when they did the first version of the speeder bike level. They keep doing those. Wow, that's that's amazing that like that's just ingrained in my head how to do that still. <laughs> uh, the intro music for Mega Man X Five for like the opening cutscene is, in my opinion, one of the greatest pieces of music ever composed. It is like a minute and five seconds long and is like a perfect piece of art. It like has the perfect like rising and falling beat and emotional conveyance to it it's just it's so good and it's and the intro cutscene of a Mega Man game from forever ago now alright we should go back to talking about Blade uh okay yeah as so. much as I want to talk about Mega Man <laughs> um so we get I've a recap been, I've been meaning to go back and uh, like I got the Zero Collection a while ago and I beat the, I like got to the first boss, spent forever beating it, and was like, okay, that was too hard. I'm gonna come back to this later. That's fair. <laughs> Those games are not fucking around. No, they're not. Um. So also, they give you superpowers and then tell you not to use them, or you'll kill your little fairy. Your buddies. ranking. Yeah, I'm like, what? Why would you do this to me? Oh, the zero games make choices. Uh, which is a shame, because I actually love Zero's design in those. It looks really cool. Also, like you just have to like, handicap yourself to get anything cool. <sighs> I haven't played enough of it to see like all the mechanics. It's just very tough. Yeah. Um, anyway, episode four. So we get a recap of last time. We just talked about it, so refer back to that. Um... Oh yeah, like, uh, Gurn's like, yeah, it was all the chief and the goons who released the undead. And, and like, I'm like, who, who are these goons? Do, were goons brought up? Do I know goons? Yeah, uh, the goons is, uh, Shiori's dad. We get to that later in the episode. Yeah, um... Um, because, like, basically, like, Shiori gets, like, all pissed off and, like, refuses to believe this. And gets into a fight with Blade, and then she runs off. Because she's basically like, oh, you just believe Gurren, who just says this? Well, fuck you, and leaves. Yeah, she's very mad about it. And then, and then like, uh, Kataru's like, well, maybe both sides. Um, yeah, uh, is Kataru the name of Blade's writer? I forget his, I've no, been calling him uh, Blade the whole show. No, Kataru's yeah. milk guy. Yeah. Uh, Kenzaki is Blade. Right, yeah, because uh, Kanzaki is, um, he says, like, oh, maybe, uh, I'm worried that my body will fall apart, too, implying that maybe he believes Blade because he has also been feeling weird lately. Uh, maybe, that... I, I don't know if he's supposed to be, have been feeling weird. I mean, he had a weird Hulk dream where he dissolved, so I'm, like, I'm not sure if that was supposed to be perpetuated solely by fear or because he's been feeling weird from using the ride system. I w just thought that, like, they were just using the same visual effect to, like, convey that, like, Blade's thinking about that and didn't actually happen to him like it did Gurren. Uh, I don't know. I think it would make a little bit more sense if he had a reason to believe Gurren. 
so, but you know, hey. Well, he's just like Senpai Gurren. Yeah, that's true. He is gullible and dumb. They did not scout a competent person for this role. So, I also think we need... I think, like, the the quote-unquote scouting was, like, the like the the writer system like needs a specific thing to work that way so it's not necessarily a training thing i think it's more of like a flagging of like a gene or like a dna or something <laughs> that they that might be it i mean they might reveal that um that's what i believe that more is versus than like him having like a special set of abilities is this is this you remembering something about the show or like just speculating uh probably like 50 50 40 60 okay okay it would make sense yeah if there's like something that it had to be him instead of like them like picking this guy for his skills yeah i i don't i don't think he was picked for his skills yeah because he doesn't seem to have them at least from the few episodes we've seen yeah um so when um hirosei or Shiori runs off. She has some flashbacks when he first meets the chief, and it like starts to bring up that like her dad worked for board, and the chief wants to like fix all the world's problems. Also, immortality. Yeah, her flashbacks are real weird because she's like, it's like she's being seduced into a cult or something, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, or that she's talking to, like, retro Elon Musk, and he's pro- promising her they're going to solve the world with technology and so- sociology or whatever. Yeah, I I was a bit more charitable than that. I'm like, oh, it's like when Tony has his turn in Iron Man 1, and he wants to, like, fix things. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if we're supposed to see this stuff as sinister, but the fact that she, like, so uncritically accepts... What he's saying seems a little iffy to me. That's fair. Um, anyway, after the flashback, they're like, she like looks at a picture of her and her father, and she's like, "Oh, I should check out this place." Um, but before we go there, um, Kataro gets a call from like his sister about like the fire photos and everything, and um, him and Blade go over there, and. Um, Chalice is like, don't worry, I'll figure, I'll figure it out. And Blade's like, well, what, what you doing making fake promises you can't solve? And Chalice is like, fuck you, you're not even doing anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like you haven't done anything at all. And then the mom's like, man, there sure is a lot of weird stuff going on recently. Uh, I do also want to point out uh, the when they go back for when during the flashback sequences with um, with Shiori. Uh, there, there's like a really good cut where she's talking to the bot, like the chief guy in a in an art gallery that's mm-hmm. displaying photos of like uh, I'm assuming African kids starving to death or something, and he's like, "We're gonna solve all conflict and everything," and I'm like, "Okay, bud," but uh, it like zooms in on her and she's like smiling real big as she has this memory, and then it like transitions in the scene like in camera it uh like it fades to her in the present like the lighting changes and her expression changes to how she's currently feeling yeah uh as the camera zooms in and the it's like and she's in a different setting now that's just a real good cut extremely extremely good for um you know a relatively minor shot yeah that's fair 
Um, oh yeah, Chalice is like, fuck you. Mom's like, man, weird things sure are happening recently. And then Chalice <laughs> goes out, like, looking for the undead. Yeah. I'm like, uh, can you figure out why the photo frames melted? That seems weird. Um, and then uh, Hirosei goes to the place in the image. Um, she is found by Gurren. Um, Gurren's like, hey, I didn't do all that stuff. Here, let me show you where the chief is. And then... Gurn's like, here's the chief, he's in life support. Yeah. And then Hero says like, why did you do all the things, Gurn? I watched the I watched the video. And he's like, Oh, I mean like I do hate him, but I was trying <laughs> Look, to save him. I did hate that guy. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but also I did not try to murder him. And then like he explains, like, no no no, I was I was shooting the bugs, but a couple escaped. Right, yeah, I, this is when he explains that, like I mentioned. Yeah, and she's like, no, you're lying. And he's like, no, look in your heart, you know it to be true. She's like, wait a minute, didn't your dad work for board too? Are you sure you don't have some emotional hangups that are preventing you from realizing what is going on here? Yeah. Uh, she has a flashback to her dad being sad about their mom dying. Yeah, and that that loops it back around to immortality. Yeah. Uh, Gurren gives her a key to like come back and just check any time. Which is uh, weird. He has a bit where he's like, I used to have a dream of fighting for humanity, but now my body is breaking down. And I'm like, that that's a little melodramatic, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then she, like, goes back to the home and, like, avoids the confrontation with Blade, and then she has, like, the mental breakdown where she's like, oh, man, my dad did this, huh? And she's like, no, I can't be. But she's, but she's really like, fuck, he did do this. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I guess we, uh, th- this, uh, the, like, senpai who is also, like, the darker version of the protagonist is a real major recurring element in a lot of writer shows so far. I guess that's true, too. Yeah, because they did it in Ryuki, they do it in this, uh, they didn't really do it in Kiva, because Kiva has an extremely bizarre structure. Well, that's because what's his name sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and I they did it in Zio too. Yeah. Um. So, are you ready to talk about the time Gurin ate a puzzle piece? <laughs> yeah. Um. So he goes back to visit his doctor friend, and she's apparently been doing a jigsaw puzzle, and he's been so nervous about her kicking him out when she finishes the puzzle that he ate a puzzle piece? Yeah. Which is a just a totally normal thing to do. Yeah, right? Yeah. He's like, I ate a piece because I thought everything would come crashing down if you finished it. Also, she had a puzzle made of a picture of them. Oh, shit. I hadn't even realized that until I was just rewatching this again now. But yeah, it's like them graduating together. Yeah. Also, he's like, by the way, can I take a nap here? <laughs> it's like, I ate your puzzle piece. Don't look for it. Also, I need to sleep. And she's like, alright, well, don't worry. I'll just do this puzzle over and over and over. Which is like, I, I mean, it's an interesting metaphor for he's like asking her, I, like, I've got something going on. I need our relationship to stay in stasis currently so that I can work on other stuff. And she's like, uh, that's fine with me. So, like, I get it, but this... <laughs> I think him eat a puzzle piece is just... 
an incredibly weird and on the nose way to illustrate that. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> um, and then Blade is doing more undead searching, or no, Chalice, Chalice is not Blade. Blade is looking yeah. out to the middle distance. <laughs> Chalice is, uh, yeah, uh, Blade is looking for. Wait, is he is he looking off in the middle distance? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's sitting because... on the front of the tractor. Staring because the then, like, distance. yeah, Katara comes out and he's like, hey, what about, like, looking for undead and stuff? And then Blade's like, wouldn't, it, wouldn't I be, like, a real cool hero and sacrificing myself if, like, the rider system actually did that? Wouldn't that be super cool? Yeah, and uh, Kotaro's like, that's real fucked up. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, and then Blade's like, oh, y- you care? Like, that's weird. No one's ever cared about me before. I'm this weird, awkward guy who can't make friends, but but I Maybe guess we're friends you keep now. Yelling at everyone all the time. <laughs> so so Blade makes a friend. Uh, now he's friends with Kotaro. So yeah, yeah. And then Blade gets tackled off of the bike by the moth, which is pretty good. Chalice gets tackled off the. Bike uh, that's by what him. I meant. Yeah. And then the the like the undead sensor goes off, and then here. Uh, Shiori's like, oh no, don't go, Blade. You don't have to sacrifice yourself. And Blade's like, sweet, another friend. It's like, up to two. Uh, doesn't he actually say that? He says something like, now I have two. Or yeah, something like that. he does. Um, so then Blade gets to where Chalice is fighting the undead and joins in. Though, I mean, Chalice was doing like pretty fine. He didn't really need help. But then Chalice is like, you know what, Blade? You go ahead and keep fighting them. Um, because really, Chalice is using Blade to find the weakness in the reflection power that the Moth is using. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like a hole in his shield or something that he's trying to figure yeah, out, yeah. so he just kind of stands off to the side and watches Blade fight the Moth thing for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and then when he finds the thing, he he shoots it with an arrow and captures the monster, and then this is the aforementioned... Um, uh, Eight of Hearts Reflect Moth. Right. Uh, the Moth outfit is actually pretty cool. Um, I think it looks it looked really good in those scenes where it was like floating down on wires, uh, like in Chalice's flashbacks. It doesn't look quite as good when he's moving around on the ground in it, but I really like the mask for it. That's it's right. got It's got this big proboscis, but... Um, like, it, it's like a gas mask, kind of, and, like, the eyes are a bunch of little... Uh, kind of like they're they're like little holes in the in the mask. It's very cool looking. Yeah. Um, just a way creepier style of mask than the monsters usually have. So I I just want to talk about how sick Chalice's weapon is. Oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So like so like it's like it's like a bow where like the arms are blades, which like already pretty cool. But uh, it- yeah. I- I loved it when they did that in Kid Icarus Uprising. It was really cool. But, um, so, like, when he goes to fire with an arrow, I don't know if you caught this, but, um, he actually pulls the, um, he pulls the chalice rouser from his belt, and it mm-hmm. slides into the chalice arrow, which is the weapon, and then he's scanning the cards through the same thing he uses to transform with. Right, right. Yeah, I did notice that. And that's um, sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty it's, it's, cool. It's like it's like tactical reloading, but with like the rider belt. 
it's more just like a way more visually interesting weapon than either of Blade or, or Gurren's. I mean, I think I think Gurren's is probably like the least interesting. Like Blade, like when he like fans out the card deck, it looks really cool. That's true. Yeah, it does kind of look like he's got like a like the sword shield combo thing he's got going there is pretty cool. And like I think like like the sword design of like the no, it is called the it is called the play browser. When he's like a when they shoot it in the daytime, you can also see the um, the the blade costume has these like studded leather belts going around the mm-hmm. upper arm and and uh, upper legs that actually add a lot of like cool texture to the suit. I think yeah. those it makes it kind of look like a like a biker punk or something, which a is kind bit, of a yeah. like that's a fun visual touch to the costume. I also like kind of with like the shortness of like the blade browser, how like blade like holds it um reverse grip a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, usually like a... they don't. They have the the protagonist hold the sword in like the standard style. Yeah. I, don't know, I just think it's a cool looking blade because like it. I I feel like it's like it's like short swordist. Like it's it's shorter than most like rider sword weapons. Right. It's yeah. It's like a yeah. It would be called a short sword if um, I know if uh, I know my Dark Souls weapons well enough. Yeah, the wiki says it's a high tech saber, which maybe it's a saber. I don't know. Eh, sabers are usually curved swords, right? So yeah, I feel like saber is like a very generic. Yeah, they they use saber as a generic word for sword in Japan fairly often. So I'm gonna go with short sword. Um. Anyway. Um, but Blade is like, hey, don't use me for bait. And then Chalice slaps him, and Blade's like, oh yeah, we're enemies. Uh, Chalice says, like, um, oh, what's his line? Uh, do, do you humans have what it takes to beat me? And Blade's like, wait, wh- huh? You're, you're not human? I'm confused. And he's like, oh well, I'm gonna choose to fight you too. <laughs> Fighting time. Um, and then, uh, What's her name? Shiori takes Kataro to go break out the chief, but then like he starts on blue fire, and then red fire starts. Yeah, he he lights on fire. Um, so they're watching him be on fire while Chalice and Blade are fighting, and that's the end of the episode. And then he gets like more on fire. <laughs> He's very on fire. <laughs> but yeah, that's the episode. These were some good episodes. I liked them. Yeah, we're kind of keeping up the, like, high-energy, like, kind of mystery of, uh, that's, like, put the characters on the back foot in the first few episodes. Still real, real different way to start off a Kamen Rider show, and it's, yeah. uh, it's, kept, like, kept up the energy, and I'm, I'm still pretty excited so far. I'm into it. I'm ready for more things to happen. Yeah. I, I like that they gave us a bit of a lore dump early on, because usually yeah. they wait way too long before they tell us anything about the setting. That is true. Um, yeah, so this is a podcast on the internet at com where there's links to all of the things. Um, we'll be back next time with something. Uh, it'll probably... I don't know. We're probably going to pick something different to record if we're all going to be hanging out at ASIN in the same room. It'll be a podcast episode. I can. Until next time, we're passing through podcasts. Remember that. Yep. Stay safe, everyone. 
I was asked by our host to mention that the ASEN mention and meetup was planned before the convention made their incredible waffling backpedal on safety the week of the con, and in fact the only reason that some people attended was due to the fact that they could not cancel their hotel tickets. So nobody has turned up sick as of yet from our hosts, and we wish them the best of luck. Thank you, good night, and stay safe.